Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. Embracing what's fun with Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Christmas program. I'm Morgan Cunningham on WTIC News Talk 1080. And what we are going to do on the Christmas show is actually review something that I did during the weekly news the last few weeks. So this idea came to me at some point in November. I thought to myself, well, it's Christmas shopping time. And everybody is going out and they're looking for gifts and they want to find something unique and they want something special for that special person in their life or that somebody that they truly deeply love and care about. And I said to myself, I have to present some unique ideas to people for the holiday season because you can easily go to one of the big retailers online or a box store even and get something that anybody can get for anybody. But the magic of Connecticut is that there are so many unique stores throughout the state that it doesn't have to be that you go to one of the big retailers. You could find a small business. You could go to a small Christmas tree farm and get a Christmas tree that you can bring back home and enjoy the holiday with your loved ones and that Christmas tree. How about a toy? Yes, people still get toys even in this digital age. And there are toy shops, not many. But there are some, a few, that are mom-and-pop-owned, family-oriented toy shop businesses. A country store, right? Everybody loves little stocking stuffers and candies, right? So I went on the holiday shopping series. I went to a store per county for most counties in Connecticut. Unfortunately, we did run out of time. I will be honest. I did not get to all of the counties. So next year we'll make up for that, okay? I do promise. But of all of the stops that I did make in five of the state's eight counties, I will now play those interviews in this show for everybody in the clear. Because what happened is, during the morning news, right, everything is rush, rush, rush. We have to get in, you know, I'm not told that I have to get in a certain number of stories, but I know that I've got to present more than one story per newscast, right, Um, just to keep everybody interested and get everybody kind of up to speed what's going on here in the state nationally and also some international news as well. So I can't focus on one store per newscast. So what I was able to do was crank out mostly about a minute, a minute and a half of a news package per place that I stopped to, and I did about one a week. Well, most of those interviews lasted about 10 minutes long. So there were a lot of things that were discussed that unfortunately I had to put on the cutting room floor, as we call it and only take a few highlights from those interviews and play them back during the morning news. Well, this is a great opportunity for everybody to hear all of those interviews, as we say in the business, in the clear. We're going to play them on Spotlight Connecticut this week as we get ready for Christmas. This is WTIC in Hartford. Hello, this is Ellie from Hartford, and I'm listening to Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. Old Weathersfield is beautiful. I have to tell everybody, I must confess... I've been to Weathersfield plenty of times. I've even stopped into Old Weathersfield, but I've never walked around Old Weathersfield. And the day that I did when we were recording this interview and segment at the Old Weathersfield Country Store, it was a gorgeous day. It was in the 60s. The sun was shining. The humidity wasn't bad. So I took the opportunity to go walk around. I spent, I don't know, five, ten minutes walking through Old Weathersfield. It was gorgeous. There was just a sense of history, a nice sense of community, Then I went into the old Weathersfield Country Store. They haven't been there for too long, but they've had a good enough presence in quite a historic little town 
The owner is Natasha Franklin. Natasha, how did you get involved with this store? How long has it been around? So the store opened in 2014 and I bought it um, in uh, two years ago in the height of the pandemic. Wow, buying during the pandemic. Some may say crazy, some may say crazy smart. Either way, how did you get through it? We just got creative. We offered delivery, um, at-home services, um, contactless orders or contact contactless pickup, excuse me. Um, so that helped a lot. You've been getting to know the community over the last two years, especially now that COVID has ended in the sense of lockdowns. People are going out, people are shopping, they're coming into your store, they're walking around Old Weathersfield. How are you enjoying getting to know them? What are you learning about the community? A lot of the town gets together. Um, we're a lot of small business owners. So we try to make it a really quaint village for people to come to. Um, this store especially sells a lot of small business products. So you're supporting a small business in a lot of ways when you come to this store specifically because I'm selling other small business products um, from Connecticut. One thing about all these kinds of small stores and yours, the Old Weathersfield Country Store in Old Weathersfield, Connecticut, is no different. There are always so many unique things that you wouldn't find in a big retailer. Local items, little candies, one-off products. Where do you find all of the stuff? It looks like you go out hunting. Yeah, so a lot of people really like nostalgic items. So I spend a lot of time looking for where to source um, products that my parents used to buy. So a lot of times I'll find things that I remember my mom eating when I was a kid and then I would I'll make sure that I would carry that in the store. I always laugh when I yeah. see something like candy cigarettes yeah. or something that's like wow they still make that? They definitely still make it and it's probably one of our most popular candies. You're kidding. Nope. <laughs> oh wow and yeah. I see you got cheese over there too around the corner. Yep. I mean the cheese is definitely something that people come for. Um, we do a lot of cheese plates and I also cater weddings. Um, so we do grazing tables, and over the past year or so, that's a service that's really blown up. Inflation has eased slightly if you look at the CPI as of November, 7.1% year-over-year. So it has improved a little bit from that peak of 9% year-over-year seen in June. But Natasha, has that affected the store? It's actually slowed down a little bit um, from last year. I think last year was a, you know, everyone was stir crazy in their house and then quarantine was lifted. So last year was a little bit busier. Um, and with inflation, it's definitely starting to slow down a little bit. All right, we're going to leave Hartford County and Old Weathersfield, the Old Weathersfield Country Club, and head a little bit east on Spotlight, Connecticut. If you go over to Tallinn County, there is a small town called Andover. Now, Andover is not known for having a whole lot in it. It's more residential, but there are a few things of interest in Andover. One of them is a cute little store that opened up a number of years ago called Over Andover. It's on Route 6. I love that play on words there, the name of the shop, Over Andover. I had the chance to talk with Lucy Wilson. She runs cash register and helps clients out during the weekday. Lucy, how did you get involved with the store and how did you get to know the owner of the shop, Wendy? Well, Wendy is a good friend of mine. Um, so our kids grew up together in town, so we've gotten to know each other pretty well. She came up with this whole vision um, and she does a lot of the furniture in the store and it's all repurposed. So what she'll do is upcycle furniture that people are no longer want, they donate it, and then she kind of will put it back together or add some zhuzh to it and then um, sells it into the store. So it gives it a new life so it doesn't end up in the landfill. 
If you look on the side of the building over and over, there's a big tent. And under the tent is a lot of old furniture. It looks like it's just ready to be repurposed. It'll be making its way in here. And um, the great thing, too, is she does a donation program. So if you want to donate a piece of furniture to her to resell, she will also give 10% to a charity of your choice. It's more than just furniture, though. You have so much else in the store. I'm seeing clothing. I'm seeing some food. Uh, Actually, there's a food truck right outside the shop. Not every day that the store is open over and over, of course, on Route 6 and Andover, Connecticut, but it's there more often than not. It's meatball bombs. They're so good. I just had the uh, mac and cheese one. It is delicious. And um, so we have all sorts of handmade crafts. So they're local crafters that create all these different um jewelry um we have soaps we have lots of candles cards um we have these sleeveless mittens that are made out of repurposed sweaters um we also have some clothing that is um new to you so all sorts of great stuff what's your location we are located on route 6 in andover so 405 route 6 andover connecticut hours are thursday through sunday um 11 to 6 Thursday, Friday, 11 to 4, Saturday, Sunday. And then check us out on overandoverct.com for all of our happenings and new furniture and gifts and good stuff. If you're on busy Route 6, you must get people from across Connecticut, maybe elsewhere, maybe from other neighboring states. Folks come from all over. It's great. So they will pass through on their way to work. And they said they always wanted to stop in here, and then they do, and they're like so surprised at how much stuff and how great it is, and uh, how much how good it smells. <laughs> Pop in when they can, and it's great. There are people from all over Connecticut and even beyond. All right, cool. Shopping. Thank you. Thank you. And over Connecticut, definitely a cool town, a rural vibe, yet not that far away from the big city if you will. No, not New York, the big city meeting. Hartford, in this case, not too far away from Greater Hartford. Uh, Also not too far away from Yukon, either. Over and over in Andover, Connecticut, that part of our holiday shopping series. I'm working Cunningham on Spotlight, Connecticut. And we're reviewing all of the stops that I made during the Morning News holiday shopping series this week. I had the chance to go over to America the Beautiful in New Hartford. They have been around now for about 10 years, owned by Greg and Kelly Usoka. And they have quite a store with, just as the name suggests, American-made goods, furniture, food, so much more. We're going to chat with Greg about it now, going back to that interview I did with him in the holiday shopping series that we were doing during the morning news on WTIC. Greg, how did the store get started? Well, um, I kind of grew up selling Amish furniture, and Kelly and I saw a space available in Collinsville, and uh, I was looking to start my own store, so we did it. Ten years ago, we spent some money and bought some American-made furniture, uh, Uh, Amish made furniture specifically in Pennsylvania and uh, started a store and um, that was uh, 10 years ago just about now it'll be 10 years ago and we steadily grew Um, we doubled the size of that space and doubled the size of our first space and um, we started in like 675 square feet and now we're 
about 3,500 square feet of mostly American-made um, furniture and specialty gifts. And we're in the new Hartford location right now, which is pretty new to you guys, right? Yeah, we spent um, most of this summer working nonstop um, to get the store open in New Hartford for October 1st is when we first opened. What was it about America the Beautiful, in your view, Greg, that got customers to show up 10 years ago when you first opened? Obviously, not having to drive to Pennsylvania, that's a plus, but also keeps them coming back today in bigger numbers so you have that bigger location. Well, I guess it's um, people seeing a need for actual solid wood furniture that's really made to last and stand the test of time uh, made in America. Um, People really like uh, American-made products and it's actually rare to find real American-made products these days. So we take great pride in uh, the fact that we've worked with 15 different furniture builders, Amish and Mennonite, from Pennsylvania. We drive to Pennsylvania ourselves to pick up the furniture, so there's um, basically no middleman, and the shipping charges are much less because we do all the shipping and delivery ourselves, so we are not ripping anyone off. We do not have sales on our furniture um, because we feel that our prices are fair every day. Well, it's more than furniture, Greg. You've got these candies that are from Connecticut, tea from New Hampshire, real Vermont maple syrup. It's not maple that is produced into syrup in Canada with maple from Vermont. It's maple from Vermont produced in Vermont, and now it's here in Connecticut. Tell us about all that. Right. We um, Everybody likes chocolate, um, so we have chocolate from Fasha's Chocolate in Waterbury. Um, big shout out to Fasha's. They're a great company to work with. Um, so it's just great working with other local uh, producers from the region. Um, yeah, maple syrup. We have, well, uh, at our own home, we tend to go crazy with organic products and, um, you know, because we care about the earth and our bodies. And most Vermont maple syrup is actually made in Canada, um, if you turn over the back of the label. And uh, so if it's certified organic, you know where it came from and you're not using any, uh, they're not using any chemical defoaming agents in the boiling process. So. We think about, you know, our customers, we think about the earth, um, we like sustainability, and um, just to live as natural a life as possible, and eat some chocolate along the way, you know. We're standing in the back of the store, people obviously can't see this, but we are, and in the back of your store, America the Beautiful in New Hartford, Greg, you have a lot of furniture, some stuff that's been ordered and ready to be picked up, and some other things that are going to be moved out to the floor eventually. What I'm thinking of is my grandparents' furniture, which now I have. It's pushing 100 years old. You've got a slogan that relates to that. Tell us what it is. Yes, we do. Uh, So we really feel that we are selling the antiques of the future. When you're walking into a big box store, you're not going to purchase furniture that will stand the test of time. When you walk into our store, we... Our product, we feel our products will stand the test of time and outlast the buyer. If somebody's coming in, they're looking to do some holiday shopping, they've got a December birthday or a January birthday that they're thinking about somebody they have to get a gift for, 
Where do you steer them? What options do they have? So one of our most popular items over the past 10 years are our seasonal hand-carved gourds. Um, so we have winter gourds. Um, they're snowmen. They're all grown on a 300-acre farm in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, and decorated, and they're just beautiful. And people, as soon as we post them on our website um, and make them live, we have people running in the store the next day and purchasing on our website. And it's, uh, it's really flattering to know that we carry a product and work with a company like that and, and that people get excited about. So our gourds, uh, we have fall-time gourds with jack-o'-lanterns and things like that and they're all lighted. Um, and so the Meadowbrook gourds are really our best thing that we sell for uh, Christmas and the holidays, uh, just the holiday season, winter season. How do people find out about your store? I'm curious because I know that social media is really big right now. People are always on the go on their phones, on the internet. Is that how you reach your customer base? Is it word of mouth? Is it just spreading through the New Hartford community now that you're here? How are you guys reaching your customers and people who may be interested in American furniture? Word of mouth now, um, since we've been a business for the past 10 years, um, word of mouth has really picked up. So word of mouth is, of course, the best advertising. Our website brings people from all over the state and Massachusetts, New York, Rhode Island. We end up drawing people from the surrounding states as well just because of our website. And we have worked hard to have a good Google ranking. If you Google Amish furniture and you're in Connecticut, we will show up. It's, it's our website. Best way that draws people to our store. Can people order online or do they have to order in store? For the furniture, we really prefer that people come into the store and work with us. Um, since you're going to have this piece for the rest of your life and we want to make sure that it is perfect for you and is exactly what you want, we really like people to come in the store to purchase furniture. But as far as our smalls, um, you can shop directly on our website 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we regularly ship um, to all of the all of America. We ship to all of America regularly. Greg, anything else you'd like to add about America the Beautiful? I would just like to add that we really appreciate every customer who walks through the door, and we... Uh, hope you leave with a smile, and if you ever have any problems with our product, I hope you tell us and we'll make you smile. I'll just let everybody know America the Beautiful can be found in New Hartford. For more information, you can go on their website, AmericaTheBeautifulCountryStore.com, AmericaTheBeautifulCountryStore.com. I'm Morgan Cunningham on WTIC News Talk 1080, playing back all of the interviews that we did this year during the holiday shopping series at Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. Embracing what's fun with Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080. The year was 1973 or 1974, and my mom and my grandpa Dom, that would be her dad, they went out to pump gas. And they go inside, um, I don't know exactly the full story if it was... They really didn't have convenience stores then, did they? But I guess there was a, a shop there at the gas station. And as they pumped gas, I'm told that they got that album. And I believe my mother said it was complimentary with the gas. 
It was a compilation album of Christmas stars who were really big in the early 1970s. She loves the album. That song in particular is her favorite. So we don't do a lot of shout-outs for music dedications, at least, on Spotlight Connecticut. I shout out businesses and people when I find out that they're listening to WTIC News Talk 1080. But the songs, generally speaking, are not dedicated. But we can make an exception for my mama. That's Merle Haggard. When was the last time you heard Merle Haggard on the radio, right? Santa Claus and popcorn as we go into the break. But I promise more of those holiday shopping series conversations on the way. This is WTIC in Hartford. This is Brian from Simsbury, and you're listening to Spotlight Connecticut with my friend Morgan Cunningham. I liked all of the stops that I went to during my holiday shopping series tour, but one of my favorite ones was in far eastern Connecticut, right in the quiet corner of the state. We don't get to go over there a whole lot. We don't get to talk about much going on in Wyndham County, but there are some things worth noting. One of those things is the Allen Hill Tree Farm. And I chatted with the owner, Charles Langevin, about what they do at Allen Hill, how their Christmas tree operation works. It's in historic Brooklyn. And here's that raw interview. Speaking of that history, tell us a little bit about this land because it has a history, a rich history dating back 6,000 years and every year since then. We were fortunate to purchase this land in 1891. Great-grandfather, emigrated from Canada with his family, young children, and uh, I think they worked in the textile mills and must have saved up enough to purchase this farm from the William Putnam family in 1891. Uh, It's a beautiful farm, and it's been uh, in our hands for all those years. Uh, Fortunate in 2010 to put 330 of the 350 acres into farmland preservation so that it will not be uh, developed. Uh, Morgan, you mentioned 6,000 years. I think uh, I spoke a little bit about the Native American fishing weirs that are in the Quinnebog River, which is our eastern boundary. Uh, Yes, they're very special to have uh, lasted that long. Uh, The Native Americans fished for the migrating species of salmon, shad, alewife, and eel. And I think eel is the only species that survived the Industrial Revolution dams. And these are stone structures we're talking about, right? They absolutely are. They're, they're well built, and they're built uh, to, uh, to, to earn a meal from, to fish from. Fast forward many thousands of years. Here we are, the year is 2022, almost 2023. Now this land is used largely for tree farming, uh, Christmas tree farming. You also have weddings here. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Tell me about the process of how people come here and end up going home with a Christmas tree. Hopefully it's all pleasant. (laughs) Um, When you arrive at the farm, uh, you're going to be given some assistance in parking, and hopefully I or one of my partners will greet and explain how things work. You can either take a cart and walk out with one of our saws and cut your own tree, bring it back to have it baled or bound up for transport. Or you can take one of our five hay rides out to some of the outlying fields with a saw and cut your own tree and come back with the hay ride and tree, also to have it wrapped. 
If you care to do neither of those, if you just want to select a tree from our pre-cuts, we do have a barn with several, several pre-cuts uh, in case you don't want to go out and cut. And you have a barn with some other gifts and trinkets and locally made goodies that people can also select from crafts, right? That's correct. After you select your tree, um, we invite you in for hot mull cider and a cookie and take a look at some of the cra local crafts that are made there. And people enjoy warming up by the fire. Tell me about the customers that you get. We're in Brooklyn, Connecticut, for people listening that's in far eastern Connecticut, northeastern Connecticut. So you're not that far away from Massachusetts. You're not that far away from Rhode Island. So do you see more Connecticut people showing up to get their trees? Do you see people from all three states? That's a very good question. Looking at the parking lot, uh, occasionally I'll see as many Massachusetts and Rhode Island plates as we see Connecticut plates. Uh, word has gotten out, I think because of the volume of weddings we do, and we had some good publicity from uh, Chronicle Magazine in Boston uh, back about seven or eight years ago, which helped build a base here. But yes, to answer your question, people uh, do come from uh, Providence, Worcester, even New York and Boston. You mentioned all of the maintenance that goes into this facility. You've got over 300 acres here, and many of that is taken up by trees. Um, and you're closed for 11 months out of the year, and those 11 months you're not just dormant, you're taking care of this land, you're taking care of the trees. And this year we had a hard time with the weather. We had a drought that lasted months. So what goes into the level of care? Because your trees look beautiful. Well, thank you. Uh, we purchased a tree that's about five years old. Make that about uh, a foot of root and a foot of above the ground. We get those trees from Oregon, Pacific Northwest. Um, once we plant those trees in the spring, it takes about 10 years for the tree to mature to market size. Uh, but the job is around the calendar. Right after the Christmas season is finished, weather permitting, we'll go, go out and clean the fields of the stumps that were left when the trees were cut. And maybe we'll do some uh, uh, hardwood pushback from our walls. And then in the spring, uh, usually March or April, we will replant fields that uh, were cleared and we keep a succession going so there's uh, an, an ample amount of trees every year. Mowing starts uh, in June and uh, July begins uh, the season for pruning or shearing each tree on the farm. You're talking about mowing and pruning and shearing, and I know that inflation has hit every business. I'm assuming that you're not immune to that? No. You know, the price of everything has gone up. Um, fortunately, we've been able to maintain our price over the last uh, two or three years. And uh, just an FYI, uh, we price our trees by the foot. And with this year, we're getting $8 per foot for the trees. When you're not selling Christmas trees, so basically any month other than very late November and all of December, you're doing weddings too as well. And I'm assuming that's really a big thing in the summer into about October. But you guys have a wedding venue here on site. Yes, my niece Amy Anderson 
handles all the showings and bookings of the weddings. And the weddings will begin in May and continue right through until the end of October. I think our local fire department comes in for their annual meeting first weekend in, in November. But uh, throughout the summer, uh, we host weddings. The most popular season is uh, the fall. September and October books up, books up very early. Uh, the foliage is very pretty here as we look out over the valleys. You had a busy year with weddings because you look back at 2020, weddings really didn't happen. Uh, 2021, they started to come back, but you saw in 2022 so many people who may have had to delay their anticipated wedding. Now they're trying to get it in in 2022, 2023. And you told me something like 12 weddings in just the month of October alone. That's, that's a lot of work. It is, and I credit my niece Amy for handling all that. Uh, not only does she show and book, but she is on site for each of the events. Anything else that we should talk about that we missed, maybe? I think we hit on everything, but you tell me. Well, I'm not going to talk about my golf score, but I do like to get out there. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to retire, Morgan. The next generation is, uh, is stepping up, and I'm, I'm ready and happy about that. Any other plans for the coming years? Anything that you're maybe looking to add, or you're going to stick with the Christmas trees and weddings for now? Well, the, uh, the next generation has talked about uh, making hard cider and um, maybe using some of uh, the fields to, uh, to get into the haymaking business. Charles, I appreciate your time and the tour is beautiful out here. There I am talking with Charles Langevin, the owner of the Allen Hill Christmas Tree Farm in Brooklyn. They also do weddings, of course, during the summer. We talked a little bit about that. It was a beautiful place to go. If you get a chance, check it out. Let's shift away from a focus on computers and gadgets for Christmas and talk about toys. I had the chance to chat with Diane Gervais. She's the owner of Amato's Toy and Hobby in Middletown. And here's our interview recorded right at the store. My first time coming here, Diane, I had a lot of fun. Walking around, I see trains, I see Legos, there's books, stuffed animals. You've got it all here, don't you? We do. We are full. As you can see, we have so many fun things. Um, and you're right, we have books and trains and baby toys and puzzles and games and dress up. And I could go on and on. Rockets and race cars and just so many fun things. I've got to tell you, I feel like I'm going back in time like 20 years or so. <laughs> you must hear that a lot. Like, I feel like I'm a kid again. We do. We hear that a lot um, from all ages. You know, you come in here and you can kind of like relax for a minute and remember um, and remember what fun was like. What's your favorite part of getting to Christmas time? I know you guys are here year round, but at Christmas time, you're seeing families coming in. You're seeing little kids. You're seeing their parents. So what is it about the Christmas season that makes you say, I'm going to keep doing this until forever? <laughs> forever, forever, for sure. I have a lot of favorite things. One of my most favorite things is um, serving generations of families. So it's so much fun to uh, wait on a customer who is a mom who I was helping her mom pick her toys when she was like three or four. And now I'm helping her choose baby toys um, or a grandma um, or a great grandma, actually. You know, I have gen some that I've been doing this long enough that I have sort of the three generations happening. And that's one of the most fun things about my job. Um, the other is the wonder 
in people's eyes. And let's face it, who doesn't love giving gifts? You know, it makes people happy. Talking about that longevity, you've been around 82 years here. Your parents started it, then you. Now your daughter's working here, from what I understand. Yes, um, it is. Uh, we've been here on Main Street in Middletown for 82 years. And um, I, my daughter has joined us after college. She's the third generation. Uh, my dad started the company in 1940. He was 14 years old back then. Um, he uh, had a little bit of money saved up and asked my grandparents, who had a plumbing and heating store back then, if he could take a counter and sell wooden model airplanes to people. Because back in the, those days, that was the, the hot toy was building model airplanes. And they said, sure. And we, 82 years later, still sell the same brand of model airplanes. They're made in Wakefield, Rhode Island. And the family owns that company, too. So um, we've been at this a long time. We love what we do. I heard some, they looked like 20-year-olds running in, right? And they're like, we've got to find the Legos. Oh, look at the trains, right? And it's like everybody just kind of takes a pause. But I guess my question, in 82 years, and we've got so much technology now, computers, cell phones, right? That's probably the biggest change that you guys have seen. Is that, would you yeah. say? I, I think there's a lot of, there's so many opportunities for people to do things, right? There's, uh, it, it, there's a little bit. It used to all be hands-on, and now there's so many things you can do on a computer or you can go so many places. But we find that people still love to sit and build a puzzle, connect with family and friends, playing a game, um, maybe relax a little bit building a model airplane or uh, a Lego set. And the products have kept up with the times, too, like, like you know, the kind of things you're building, Lego architecture, for example, which is hugely popular with that 20-something set. Um, there's, it's not, toys have just evolved along with society. Uh, so we, people still find plenty to do. You guys have a staff that's ready to help. So if, for instance, I come in and I don't know what to get my newborn son, or maybe he's a toddler or my daughter, right? And I'm looking for a gift. Maybe it's a niece or a nephew. What do you guys do to help somebody who may be confused coming into Amato's toy and hobby here in Middletown? We um, love to help people uh, with their gift choices. So we, our first question will be like, well, who are we shopping for today? And we'll find out a little bit about whoever we're shopping for, maybe their age, some of their interests, and then help guide customers to the items that we think that they would love. And the fun thing is we you know, our staff knows everything in the store, so we can often match things up. Like maybe uh, our little friend is into building spaceships, but maybe I know that there'd be a book about space to go with that spaceship kit. And so we can have like, or maybe a puzzle to go with it. We can guide them and, and help them make those fun choices. And it makes shopping easier for the customer and a lot more fun. And then the person who receives the gift gets a great gift. Diane, I think I should point out that you guys don't have a corporate office in Chicago telling you guys what to do, right? No. You are making the decisions here in the store, what's right for Amato's Toy and Hobby. You know what the customers like. So what's it like knowing that you've got that responsibility, that you're picking literally everything here in the store? I have the best job in the world, right? This I get to buy everything in here. So every book, every toy in the store, 
I have chosen already before our customers get to see it. So they're all, you know, they've all gone through my vetting process, if you will, and my experience. I've been doing this a really long time. Um, and then my staff also. So some I have staff that helps me with some of the more technical things. They have really checked it out. So it is it's a great job it's a lot of fun here this afternoon i've seen like countless people coming in and they're grabbing a few things they're going to the register and yet you've managed to keep the store pretty well packed yes. and i've got to know you know inflation has been difficult for everybody in every business and yet people are still coming and you're still able to defy the odds and defy <laughs> shipping problems and keep the store stocked how how do you do it we a little bit of the magic of Christmas, right? Um, Christmas is very magical, and we uh, are very well stocked. We have product arriving every day, all year long. And uh, yes, there are all the world's troubles and inflation, etc. But at the end of the day, people love to play and love to share playing so uh, they can find things in all different price ranges and all different categories in here and we are seeing thing, lots of people coming in and having a great time and again lots of products showing up every day. Well I'm so grateful for your time I know you've been really busy you probably haven't left the store much the last few weeks and you probably won't for a few more weeks there's always July for that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Diane, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, and, and, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> well, for you last-minute shoppers, I hope that that show helped you out a little bit. You probably need all the help you can get with a week to go before Christmas, but I do want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas, a Happy Holiday, 